I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And thanks to Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, we can help you uh, get uh, that uh, car, keep it running. If you have to bring in your vehicle, car, truck, van, whatever the case may be, into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, because there's some something going on with it, you don't know what. Maybe Dan can shed some light on that. So call Dan or send us a text. The phone number is uh, open. We've cleared the lines. 651-989-9226. You know we tend to get busy. Dan is going to be here till about 745, so don't wait if you do have uh, some kind of a car care question. 651-989-9226. Or send a text, if that's easier, 81 81- Eight zero seven. Morning, Dan. Good morning. Nice morning today. Beautiful morning. Now, I suppose you have to go into Lloyd's. I don't. I get to go into. Lloyd's. Oh, you do. Yeah, it's a. I don't, it's an I don't honor. have to. <laughs> <laughs> you get to. I thought I you get. might be biking today. I should be, shouldn't I? Yeah. it's a little breezy. Is it? Is yeah. it windy? Okay, yeah, but we'll, we'll go later on. All right, should That's be a nice day. Well, we mentioned this last week that uh, if we missed, and we did on some of the text messages. We'd grab some. Oh, good idea. Uh, as we get underway today. But uh, do uh, call us or send a text if we have any kind of a car care question. Um, I think we may have touched on this, although I did get another uh, uh, message, another text about it. This is a, a 2014 Buick Verano. Uh, all the tires have the correct PSI when checked. The digital display inside the car shows one tire two pounds uh, lower could the problem be the tire sensor? And I think you answered that before. It, it, that, that, yes. That, yeah. Are they hard to replace? <clears throat> Was it? No, I mean, no. Not for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to break the tire down, and, and uh, you know, the sensor on most tires is part of the valve stem. Okay. And uh, it needs to come out of the car, and then the new one needs to be reprogrammed. And what we actually do is is if the sensor still works, if the battery's not completely dead, we can read the old sensor with a... Uh, a radio frequency reader, hmm. and then we can write that information uh, into the new sensor, and uh, and and that way, uh, you know, the car knows what's which uh, which sensors it's supposed to be reading. Because of course, if you park next to a car, uh, you know, that has similar sensors, it would not know which are, which ones are yours. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah, so they all have different frequencies. It's kind of like these phones, the Bluetooth, when you're. Uh if you have a Bluetooth capability in your vehicle, you could be picking up your wife's phone. You could be picking. You know. Have you seen that? <laughs> well, I've I've seen it when somebody's standing in the office at uh, Lloyd's, and they receive a phone call, and they're close enough to their car. I'm listening to the conversation in the car. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So be careful of that. Yeah, by absolutely. The way. <laughs> yeah. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll get back to the phones, but we did uh, promise we'd pick up on some of these text messages. Uh, there's a 2018 the Silverado 1500 LTZ, less than 400 miles on the vehicle, no navigation system, supposed to use navigation system on my cell phone and then into the car radio and screen. I keep getting a notice of searching for GPS and or signal loss. Drove from Highway 65 to 694 to White Bear Avenue and 694. Um, 
I don't see a, 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 fin- a finished well, they're, text. There. But they're describing a setup problem. Okay. Oh, sure. You know that the the car is not is not uh, picking up their phone or that portion of their phone like uh, they want it to, or uh, the car was mistakenly programmed. Uh, part of the car was mistakenly programmed, looking for. Uh, navigation and it and it does not have it. Yeah. So it probably needs to go back. It's a new vehicle and probably needs to go back and either get reprogrammed or give you a lesson on how it all works. Because, boy, oh, boy, when you pick up a new car, there's a lot to know. I tell you and what. Even you, if they went through it, you're not going to get it all. I, I, I finally did what, uh, what you suggest all, not finally, I've done it before. But some of these newer cars are so detailed. I have so many things, high tech stuff. Right. I had to go look in the manual, right? For uh, which looks like the Bible. Well, I mean, you're you're actually a little techier than I am, and in, in, you know when it comes to all the bells and whistles, and and uh, you like them, you know. Uh, so you're pretty good at it. But, but you got you got to do it when you're not driving. You have to do it when you're not driving. Yeah, and, and you got to you know you got to like it and get into true. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right. We have to go to the phones. We don't have to. We want to. Six five. There's a one line open for your car care question. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's see who's first up. John is calling from Bloomington. John, you're on with Dan. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, if you have a late model car that has these uh, air pressure sensors in the tires, mm-hmm. um, which just drives me crazy because I can just look at a tire and tell if it's low on air. Can you have them removed and not put back in? You can have them removed. Uh, uh, the trouble is, you're going to have that little light, that little icon on your dash that's going to stay on. Okay. But the sensors, uh, you know, that does nothing for the car. I mean, it. Uh, right. It, it's just a warning for you if the tires uh, or if the tires are getting low. But okay, uh, thank but, yeah, you. Can't do it without having the warning icon on on the dash. Okay. Very good, John. Thank you. John leaves that line open six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text if you like, 81807. Jerry is calling from Pine Island, I believe. Jerry, you're on CCO with Dan. Yes. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Good morning. I've had a long-standing problem with the 2003 Camry. When it's a hot, sunny day, uh, the back two doors freeze up, and I can't unlock them from the outside or the inside. I can unlock the passenger side with a key and the driver's side with a key. But the back two doors with a sunny day, uh, the Toyota dealership is unable to s- diagnose the problem. Yeah. And I wondered, um, what do I do? Because I've taken it in. I took it in recently. I took off a half-day work, and unfortunately it was a cool day. Yeah. Well, the, you know, they, they have... I'm sure it has automatic door locks, uh, a button that you can push to unlock all the doors. And with automatic door locks, it has what we call door actuators. It's a little motor that uh, when you push the button causes the locks to go up and down. And what I suspect is that that door actuator, when it gets hot, uh, stops working and, in fact, gets stuck in place. And so if you were at my shop, what I would do is take one of those door panels off, which doesn't take too long. It's a pretty quick job, and disconnect that um, door actuator. Now, your automatic door lock won't work anymore, but it will be a test for us to 
to do and then have you take the car for a little while and be and see if with the door lock actuator disconnected if you can unlock it manually in those conditions when it's hot again. So that's what I'd recommend is have the door actuator disconnected and see if that solves your problem. If it does, then both of those back door actuators will need to be replaced. That could be it. Yep. All right. There you go, Jerry. Uh, before we break, Mary is calling from St. Paul, I believe, with a question for Dan. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi there, fellow. Thank you for this program. Thank you. And I have a quick question. Sure. Anyway, uh, I have a 2012 Chevy Impala. And the thing is, when I shut And when I turn the key off in the car, the motor still goes, it goes, the putt, 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 putt. Uh-huh, so it's still running on there, Dan. Yes. You know, um, I've seen that. And uh, my carburetor problem? Not on a 2012. No, don't have carburetors anymore. Haven't had those for a long, long time. Long time. <laughs> but uh, there's probably something out of adjustment. I don't know if your check engine light is on or not. Is it? Is it on, Mary, did you say? No, it is not. Okay. Yeah. So at any rate, if you bring it into the shop and ask them to, first of all, see what you're talking about, there's a chance. I mean, I'm not sure how long it continues to run, but I'm not, if it might be normal or not, probably not if you're concerned about it. Uh, but you almost need to, you know, a professional would almost need to see exactly yeah. what it's doing in order to uh, to help you much with that. To to see if if it's a key thing where the it's not shutting off the way it's supposed to, if it's a relay thing that's getting stuck uh, and c- causing the car to run on. But uh, but I think if you take it in, uh, probably for free, somebody would give you a an idea of what you should do with it. I see Mary's in St. Paul. She could head right over That's to Lloyd's. Right. That's right. You bet. All right. Very good. All right, Mary, thank you. Uh, we have to take a quick break. We have more show to come. Keep in mind, Dan will be here till 745, answering your car care questions. 61 degrees now, heading for 80 later today. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located where? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right on the heart of Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give Nick a call this morning. Nick's there today. He's at, he is, 651-228-1316. Good deal. We'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us today, too. Dan, we have callers, we have texters. Let's get to it. Uh, who's next? Tom is calling from Baldwin uh, with a question. Go ahead, Tom. You're on CCO. Yeah, good morning. morning. I, ha- I have a 94 Mercury Capri with a 1.6 engine, and all my gauges are regular gauges. They show you your temperature. They show you your alternator, you know, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened last week. Uh, it shows 30 to 40 pounds of oil pressure. And I was driving home, and I got about five miles from there, and all of a sudden I looked down, and the gate was on the red. In fact, it was completely dead. And I knew I had oil in there, so I continued home. And about, oh, maybe five miles later, I looked down. It was back up to 30, 40 pounds of oil pressure again. And I, I don't hear no clicking or clattering like, you know, your engine's getting ruined or not. 
and I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on here. Well, for me, uh, it's an easy task. For you, not quite so much because you don't have the tools. But what I would do is, is, you know, the... There's an oil pressure switch somewhere on the engine that's actually reading the the oil pressure. I would remove that pressure switch and put in a mechanical gauge, you know, a different gauge, and see if confirm that it truly does have oil pressure. I suspect that it does, and then uh, when the car is acting up, if the oil gauge or if the uh, well, actually, when you take that oil oil sensor out, you might as well just replace it because they're inexpensive. Oh, okay. And, uh, and see if, if uh, that takes care of the problem. If it does not, then there's two things left, the wiring between that switch and the gauge in the car or the gauge in the car itself has failed. One of, you know, one of those things is wrong, but most commonly it's the sensor itself, and if you, you know, replace that sensor, that will probably take care of it for you. All right. Very good. Thank you, Tom. George is calling from Edina. George, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah, good morning, fellows. I have a friend who used to be very insistent that when he got a new set of tires that they be matching. I asked what that meant, and he says that there was code numbers on the tire sidewall that indicated the plant that the tires are made in and the time frame in which the tires are made in. Is this a concern that people should have? They get matched set of tires that come from the same place and are the same age or not? Well, I would say it. I've never checked that. I know how to check it, but I've never checked to see that it's a matching set, and I've never had a problem. And I think with today's technology, you can count on the fact you can count on the fact that uh, the the tires, no matter where they're made or when they're made, are made identically. And so I think it's, um, you know, if if you want a matching set, I'm sure that can be done too. And I bet most commonly they're matching anyway. I think most, I com- think so. most commonly they're, you know, the pile of tires you get from the warehouse came from the the same place and on the same truck and are, you know, probably uh, matching anyway. All right. Good question. Interesting question. Thank yeah. you, George. I want to grab a text before we break. Uh, it's a 2016 GMC Terrain. The radio now requires double the volume to hear it, i.e. volume of 10 just to hear the radio. Your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'd have to look at the wiring schem- schematic on that to see if the amplifier is built into the radio, it, 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 the radio itself. It probably is. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you've got the radio, the amplifier, or the speakers, you have a bunch of speakers, so it's probably not a failed speaker that's that's causing this. It's probably the you know, the amplifier in the yeah. radio itself and and probably is going to as it continues to get worse, it's probably gonna uh, require replacing that radio. So you you'd have to find a schematic to find out. Right. To the, make sure that yeah. the, that the amplifier is not separate from the radio. I see. But right. uh, but commonly they are part of the radio. We have to take a quick break. We have more show to come. Dan's going to be with us for about another 12, 15 minutes, so don't go away. Call us, text us. 61 degrees. We'll have that forecast coming right up, too. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We will do that, D. Lee. In the Twin Cities, 61 degrees, the remaining minutes of our Car Care Show 
with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive helping you out by phone and by text. Dan, Greg is uh, calling in from Burnsville with a question. Go ahead, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a 81 Corvette, uh, completely original air conditioning, and at 1,000 RPM, coming to a stop or idle, as the tachometer hits 1,000 RPM, I get a big drone noise. I'm thinking it might be the compressor, but I don't want to change out to the new type of AC. Uh, does that sound like a compressor issue to you, like a bearing? Well, that would be easy to check. Uh, just disconnect the compressor and uh, see if the noise goes away. It it does when I turn off the air conditioning, but is the compressor the only moving part on that? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> along with the compressor running, you have a, a flow. You know, you have a flow of the gas that's that's happening at the same time. Um, but I but I mean, if it's loud like that, most commonly, I would say that it's a compressor. But the part that I'm a little bit confused about is the the RPM part of it. Why is it only doing it at that speed? And does the compressor otherwise sound normal? Um, so I'd kind of want to hear that before I mm-hmm. speculated on on uh, on what to replace on that. So what would you do if uh, Greg took it to? to I'd want to. I just on the road. Yeah, we would put a we'd put an ear to it. You know, we we actually have a, a stethoscope looking thing that that uh, we can pinpoint noises. We can actually touch different components on the vehicle and and uh, and and find out exactly where the noise is, is coming from. But I, I suspect the noise is probably coming from the compressor, but I'd want to hear it to be sure of that. All right. There you go. Uh, thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. We have uh, textures to help out too, Dan. See if we can find it. Uh, I used to have, let's see. No, a 20, here's another one. A 2015 Ford F700 straight truck DEF system. What is that? I don't know is having increased regenerating cycles. Turbo, <laughs> wow, this is detailed. Turbo pyrometer is around 850 degrees at 1,800 RPM. <laughs> Somebody's testing you yeah. and me. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, let's well, first, see. I'll, 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 first disclaimer is I do, I do not do much with diesel engines, so I, I don't know a lot about diesel engines or the new technology that's that uh, you know the to make them clean diesels, um, we service them, uh, you know, like in in a lot of the cars, but uh, but we don't have too much experience with diesel engine. Okay, uh, here's a text that says, "Is my transmission going? I have a bad whine when I step on the gas. Then it seems when decelerating, I can hear a bad whine when going into first. When putting in neutral while driving, it seems to stop." It's a 2004 Tahoe, 270,000 miles on it. Is it even worth fixing? Oh, well, that's a good one. Uh, I would. It's worth checking out because there's a good chance that, you know, with the, with the uh, vehicle accelerating or decelerating, uh, we call that you have a load on the engine on the vehicle. The noise could certainly be coming from the transmission, but it could be coming from a lot of other places too. Um, so I guess I would, uh, at least spend a little bit of money doing some checkout on it. It sounds like it's been a good vehicle for you. And if it's something short of a transmission, you probably are interested in, 
in repairing it with 270,000 yeah. miles. If it needs a transmission, probably, probably not. I mean, yeah. that's, that's probably uh, over the top Big expense. For, for that type of vehicle. Yeah, given the mileage. Right. Uh, here's a, t- uh, a text that says uh, <laughs> tire sensors. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, Texas says, I have an E350 15-passenger, rear tires at 80 pounds, front tires at 55 pounds. What happens when you rotate tires? It changed that. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we and, and I actually just did one uh, not not long ago, and uh, that's exactly what, what we had to do is uh, you need to let air out of the back tires when you put them on the front and and uh, and then air up the back tires that's actually an interesting question and something that we should all be aware of. You know, on the when you're checking the air on your tires, everyone says, well, how much air should we put in? And, and the answer is you should put exactly what the manufacturer recommends. And front and rear are often different. Uh, and if you look on the door jam of the driver's door, when you open the driver's door, if you look on the jam, you'll find a little sticker that has the tire size and a whole bunch of information about tires. And it also tells you how much air to put in the front and rear tires. And uh, I recommend that you do just what they, what they suggest, put in what they recommend. And uh, there are some cars that are fancy enough that if you put too much air in, it'll turn your tire light on. So, really? Yeah, they don't want too much. They don't want too little. They want it just right. And don't they usually, I think when I've read either the manual or, like you said, uh, the door jam, uh, a cold tire to, to, to check it when the tires are cold well, not hot that's another point that, uh, that you bring up because um i've have checked on my own car you know what it it reads out the pressures uh on the dash you can check and see how much your tire pressure is and i've watched the tire pressure go up a couple of psi uh, as the tires warm up as sure. i'm driving down the highway yeah so they they definitely go up when it's uh, warm and they go down when it's Cold, and that's one of the reasons some people put nitrogen in their tires or in in their tires so that that it's not o- a fluctuation. O- right, like oxygen that. is the thing that expands and contracts, ah. and if you take the oxygen out of there, then uh, then that does not happen. Interesting. Yeah, I remember years ago, Dan, that we did a show. Suddenly, people were calling in about how many miles on their vehicles. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> really right. And we have no way of. Scientifically yeah, proving no. that. We got up to a million, though. <laughs> I think so. Uh, this one came in just a bit ago. An update on my 2010 Chevy Equinox. Current mileage, 499750 I should hit 500000 on Monday. Oh, wow. Uh, how about wow. that? That's You know, that's just amazing, isn't it? The, the it really cars, is. cars go that, that with care and and maintenance. The, a car will take you that far. That's just amazing. It's true. And a... 2010, it must never park. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Always 50,000 miles a year. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we have to run and make way for Jack Farrell, and uh, we'll uh, do more car care uh, next week. Right? Sounds but good. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Give us a call. We're at, uh, Nick is there this morning at 651-228-1316. You can come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, or you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S. Excellent. We'll talk cars uh, next week, Dan. Sounds good. A good deal. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. 61 degrees in the Twin Cities. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 